Here's today's STEM tip. Make your selfies look even better with science. Take your pics at golden hour right before the sun sets. The wavelengths made by the atmosphere create a perfect golden light for that beautiful face of yours. Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. River Cafe Table 4 is a brand new podcast with me, Ruthie Rogers. Each week, I invite a special guest such as Paul McCartney, Glenn Close, or Michael Caine to discuss their food memories, what they cook, the restaurants they choose, and the food they seek when comfort is needed. Years ago, it was sausage and mash. Yes. Now it's caviar. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen to River Cafe Table 4 on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Good Risings! What's up? It's Steph. The Good Risings podcast is a collection of six mini shows curated to give you a daily shot of inspiration, motivation, humor, relationship advice, and even astrology. You can choose to listen to one or all of the daily Good Risings offerings available on our feed. It's the perfect daily practice for anyone looking to lead a more intentional, mindful, and inspired life. Listen to Good Risings on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's not a death sentence. (laughs) We've all done all right in our lives, and it's, you know, you'll be okay. It's okay to go bald. (laughs) There you go. Unless you look terrible when you're bald, and then yeah. you're an idiot. Yeah, you got to mention, you gotta mention that. If you look yeah. terrible when you go bald, then it is a death sentence. Yeah, I mean, you're fucked. But yeah. Hello, and welcome to Bald Talk. Bald Talk is the podcast where two bald comedians interview bald comedians, actors, celebrities, personalities, and really anyone that's bald at all about being bald. I'm Charlie Sanders, baldy. And I am Brian Husky, and I am balderific. All right. This is our guest. He's hilarious. He started out playing slash pranking as Kay Strass, a yo-yo instructor on local news shows. He played Nate on The Office, Price on Better Call Saul. He currently stars as Colin Robinson, an energy vampire on FX's What We Do in the Shadows. Our guest is Mark Proch. Welcome to Bald hey. Talk, Mark. Mark. Hey, guys. Thanks for Welcome. having me. And you know that we asked you before, but we're both terrified of saying your last name. <laughs> yes. It's a uh, pit of quicksand that a lot of people <laughs> fall into. So. Did you ever consider changing the, just the spelling to the phonetic version of it? Yeah. You know, when I first came to LA, I would go on these you know, agent meetings and mm-hmm. every single one of them asked me if I was willing to change my name. And I was just, I just thought about, I was like, it's not the 1930s and I'm not Clark Gable. So come on, Mark Slade is a great name. Mark Slade. They they think I'm Cary Grant all of a sudden. I'm like, I'm a character actor. I'm not going to be, you know, (laughs) Crooks is fine for what I do. (laughs) That's funny. They asked you to change your name. Yeah. They always tell me I got to lose some weight. Really? Aren't we past this in comedy? No. Apparently not. not. (laughs) Not in comedy. When I was acting more, now I write more, but when I was acting more every pilot season, my manager would be like, so uh, you might want to think about losing a few pounds. And I'd be like, Jesus. Yeah, really? (laughs) Yeah. Insane. I wonder, unless you were kind of coming, I mean, it depends on who the number one box office dude is. You know what I mean? Like around a a Jack Black era or like a a pre skinny Jonah Hill kind of thing or something. (laughs) Um, yeah, but yeah. what's funny is that, you know, if you're going you're going out for waiter number two and they're like, you gotta lose some pounds, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Does it matter? <laughs> they were line. really married to their idea of a svelte waiter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks like you eat all the food you're serving. It doesn't make any sense. How did you get from the kitchen to the table? <laughs> Disgusting garbage person serving food. Uh, Mark, speaking of, um, this has nothing to do with, with being bald, but um, that's okay. Yeah. Your last name, Pruksh, that sounds to me like a Staten Island chop, is it? No, it's it's Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Does it mean yeah. anything? Is it like maker of shoe soles? Or oh, anything? I see what you're saying. Oh, sorry. Um, now you know the closest is farmer. I think. Okay. In, yeah, like Austria, Czechoslovakia, that Hungary area. I gotta say, Mark Farmer is a pretty good stage name. <laughs> that's a it solid. Is, that's a solid screen name. If you really want to <laughs> switch know, it up, it's not too late to change, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, do it midstream. It is. It would be like you suddenly having hair. It'd just yeah, be like, yeah. Exactly. I mean, if you want to switch over the whole package, that's that's the option. <laughs> I, you know, the, you could get paid twice as much you know, in a <laughs> is year. That, that is true, right? 
that yeah, just be uh, two bald people. Guy, well, but bald guys get paid half as much. That's a, that's a that is fact, true. Right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You got to wear a wig when you go audition. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My Asians are always negotiating. It's just like, he will yeah. wear a wig. I swear he will. Well, the, the awful thing is that the Screen Actors Guild put that in mm-hmm. to yeah. one of their, you know, votes. It wasn't even the producers or our studios wanting it. No. It was just the Screen Actors Guild. Was it was like, the haired leadership of Yeah, Stag. we're done with these bald actors. <laughs> yeah. Charlton Heston probably had something to do with it at some point. When Ronald well, Reagan was president of SAG. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I always, I like to start with the standard. Like, when standard question, when did it happen for you? When did, uh, when did they all start to take a vacation? Yeah, I'll be honest. I started getting a widow's peak my senior year of high school. So that was... That's what I... I, I started losing mine like 16, 17. Yeah. yeah. And then I took the plunge probably when I was 26 or so and mm. just was like, all right, I'm enough of trying to hide this. And so I just started shaving my hair, you know, off right. and... You know, and to be honest with you, I was okay with it for the most part. I knew I was going to take a hit when it came to dating, Mm. um, but I wasn't hitting all that well anyway at that point. (laughs) So it didn't, uh, so that didn't really matter. Um, I never really enjoyed my hair. I never thought I had good hair. I never thought I had the type of hair that, you know, women enjoyed on a human (laughs) Like um, what? Why is it thin and it? wispy? Is it brillowy yeah, and I, off? It was kind of wisp thin, you know. And I grew up in the Midwest where you shampoo your hair every day. Mm. Well, you shampoo at every shower, so it could be twice a day even. And you know, the hair products we had in the house were like Pert Plus and Prell. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so it was that, just it just t- annihilated toxic waste hair, <laughs> melting your hair away. <laughs> yeah, it's an acid that yeah. you know. government so, soap. <laughs> I I was just I had nothing good going on up there to begin yeah. with. That's probably what caused your baldness. Probably. Your, just yeah. I mean, if you if you ever want to sue, you know, I'll join in on there and say that I use the same products. You also use Per Plus. We're going after sure. Per Plus. We're taking. Yeah, we're going after. I mean, hopefully they're a sponsor, <laughs> but we're also going to take them down. <laughs> yeah, if they don't sponsor us, we're taking them down. <laughs> You should do that with every sponsor that doesn't. Yeah, sponsor. that seems to be our thing. It's just like yeah, we, we, we slam somebody and then ask them to, to support us. Uh, very yeah. toxic relationships with all our sponsors. I think you and I have a very similar shape, and my hair is the same thing. Like wispy, it was very thin and wispy, and I tried to grow it out, and it just became more apparent that there was less of it. Um, yeah, and I don't. That's funny you say. Like you never really enjoyed your hair. I never. Yeah, I never had that kind of like. Oh man. Sign of pride. It was just always kind of like, yeah, in my hair, in my head. Yeah, and yeah, I guess you're right. When I tried growing mine out, is when I really noticed that I wasn't able to really mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, it was. It always looked kind of like I was a poser, you know? <laughs> a hair poser, hair poser. Yes. <laughs> were you uh, Were you embarking on being an actor at that point? No, I never embarked on being an actor. Um, yeah, I I fell back into it backwards with the K Straw stuff. I um I was living in San Francisco at the time with a girlfriend who moved we moved out there for college and after we broke up I came back to Wisconsin because I had some other friends that were moving back that I had you know done some writing with and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that my good friend Joe Pickett who I ended up doing case draws with I'm friends with also with yeah who Charlie is also and Nick with. Uh, Nick Pruer yeah Nick and so Joe and I came up with this idea for me to go on these morning shows. And through that, the writers at the office really enjoyed it and oh, cool. called me out. And a couple months later, I, I was on on the office. <laughs> That's amazing. So, so you didn't great. intend, K-Strass wasn't you trying to become an actor or get on TV. You just did it to be funny. No. Yeah, wow. it was just to be funny and to get our friends to laugh. That's yeah, it was just luck. I mean, Dude, really. How do you do K-Strass? Like, how do you prank people like that? Because I don't think I could do it. My heart would be pounding out of my fucking chest. I'd be so scared. As long as I'm in a character, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm, it sounds corny, but you almost feel invincible. Really? Yeah. As long as you're in character and people are buying it, if if you did it half-assed or tongue-in-cheek, 
then I would feel like a moron because these people would think I'm just a jerk or obnoxious, which I am obnoxious, but it, <laughs> it, you know, as long as I'm in character, they're just thinking what an idiot this guy is. Right, and right. they have a funny story to tell their family later that night. Yeah. I never wanted them to look like the idiot. Right. It's always right, about right. me looking like the chump. Well, it's kind of like you, you know, being a character actor and, and we're all baldies here and stuff. There, There is a disarming <laughs> element, you know, to who you are and how you look and stuff. Totally. So it's like, uh, it's almost <laughs> like people probably don't want to get mad at you. They're like, oh, he, he might cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's dim. We yeah. Don't, you know, we, why, we're not going to pick on this poor little guy. Husky, you kind of have that too, where like you're so affable and friendly, you can say mm. really mean shit. Like you I, said, you've made mean jokes to me, and I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, I think that was a mean joke, but it was said with a smile and in a soft voice. So I didn't I take think it that, as such. That is something that I honestly have only recently kind of been aware of that I've done like my whole life that I've that I've sort of slipped in a pretty dark snide comment to people and they're like, huh? Oh, what the hell? You know? <laughs> well, when we were first meeting about this podcast, we met at Mosaic, my, the management company I'm repped by. Oh, no, and they have posters bad. of all their shows on the wall, right? And they had my show, the show I created, Weird City, up on the wall. And we, me and Brian briefly said, oh, there's your poster, blah, blah, blah. When we came the next week for the follow-up meeting, they'd taken it down and replaced it with another show. <laughs> and then we're just kind of, <laughs> and Brian just quietly goes, Took your poster down. <laughs> <laughs> what a kick in the pants. Like, yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> I'm, just try, I'm just trying to let them know how the business works. Man. Yeah, it's or maybe so like love. look at who's coming in and then put up the poster for the guy that's coming in. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Switch Same. it out after I go. This is how it works, kid. <laughs> Baby. You're hot uh, one week. You're uh, not the next. That's funny. So you have kind of like the a John Hodgman career. You know what I mean? Like he, he was the same thing. He was like a, he was a literary agent actually. And then he started to do these readings in New York uh, at like maybe at Luna. I can't remember what, what show venue it was. And then he just kind of got somebody who's like, oh, let's put him in these Apple commercials. And he kind of took off. And I, really? I chatted with him one time. He's like, yeah, I, a lot of people are really mad at me. A lot of <laughs> actors are really resentful and mad. <laughs> that it was so easy. But it does kind of point out, I was like, yeah, it doesn't, there's no, it's just an insane choice. It's, there's no rhyme or reason yeah. to any of this. It's, it's just jumping off a building and hoping you win the lottery as you go. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. What, do you, what were you doing for a living before, Mark? Oh, gosh, I was temping and going to grad school. I mean, that's mm. what my career was, was basically grad school and temping. You know, grad school because I had no clue what I wanted to do. And also I could get financial aid to subsidize my life <laughs> while I was temping. Um, yeah, not a great career choice. Financially <laughs> yeah. So for you, acting but... actually was a better choice. Yeah, I, ironically, yes. It was a, a, a far more uh, fruitful venture than temping in grad school. Yeah. Did you like sort of finding yourself starting to be an actor and stuff did you start to sort of figure out what your type was just based on what you're being brought in for and offered or you know because again like character actors a lot of times are like I, i'm doing this over and over and over again it would be nice if i could play a fucking terrible villain or you know whatever right. um you yeah. know are you are you at that are you at a point now where you're like yeah i kind of want to go try some other stuff or are you still sort of like, I will, I will keep doing what you're. Yeah. You know, in? I mean, I, I really, really enjoy what I do. The, mm -hmm. You know, this area of character that I am okay at doing um, the, you know, kind of the arrogant idiot mm -hmm. um, moron is what I find really funny and real people. When I, I meet a real person that's like that, I I'll sit and talk to them for hours. You know? <laughs> um, I did one movie where I play again, an idiot, but he's a little more evil um, called another evil. It was Carson Mel who wrote it, who's a great oh, yeah. writer. Um, and that was really fun and I really enjoyed it. And you know, I wouldn't turn it down if I started getting offers like that. But as we all know, it's it's what you get offered or what you're allowed to audition for. And so, 
you don't want to get pigeonholed. You don't want to end up being just a one note actor. But at the same time, you're kind of at the mercy of what they want you to do. Yeah. I mean, I think the one note, well, that's, I mean, I do think a lot of people, the one note for bald guys is like, yeah, he's bald. <laughs> yeah. You know what bald yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. You know what that looks like. <laughs> you know, he'll be bald. Yeah. He'll come in and do something bald. Say he'll leave. some bald stuff yeah. and get yeah, out. Yeah, it'll be hair all over the counter and he'll leave. Great. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the milk toast guy. Yeah. 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 This wimp's going to come in and, you know, he's going to get shit on and it's going to be yeah. hilarious. <laughs> well, you play, Mark, you play a bald vampire, which mm. is... That's uh, an aged, classic, traditional vampire, actually, because the original screen vampire, Nosferatu, was bald. Right. Mm -hmm. And possibly hairless. He Um, might have been hairless everywhere. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think, again, that helped that I was bald. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's a very disarming, everyman look. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to be an energy vampire, you have to be able to fit in to your surroundings. Mm -hmm. And... I think the, you know, looking, the doughy, bald guy is a pretty good look for fitting into society. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it's funny. My my daughter and I, uh, she's obsessed with Criminal Minds now. So I've just oh. been watching tons of Criminal Minds with her. Like at lunch, we just eat a sandwich like an old couple and like watch Criminal Minds. Oh, that's great. <laughs> every day. But just seeing the range of, you know, psychos and, and villains and stuff, I keep thinking it's like, there's got to be... Where, where's the unassuming, gentle, bald guy? And there's not been one. If it's a bald guy, he's going to be all greasy and like he lives underneath the bridge and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I was like, where? I want to, if the show's even still on, I want to be that that creepy guy. Who and I feels. feel like a bald, you know, in The Shining, Jack Nicholson looks baldish. He's yeah, he's balding. he's balding. Yeah. And that to me it adds it adds something to how scary that character is because you actually buy into it a little more, I think. Mm, yeah. Having the person, you know, instead of having it be some hunk or yeah. you know, some super famous actor, call in someone that You're like you that know, could be my dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I wish he was. Wish Jack Nicholson was my dad. Well, I, I uh, wouldn't be working. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, he'll be. I mean, oh, you know what? I, I was about to bring up a new subject, but I don't want to because I oh. really, really want you guys to hear about these new products that are being brought to market with these wonderful sponsors that are going to be heard right now. Talking bald, yeah. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Football is back. And the best bet you can make is downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It doesn't matter if you're new to gambling or an old pro, FanDuel has something for everyone. And as an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you know your bets are safe. There's also never been a better time to use FanDuel because right now you'll get up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't win. You can even turn a small wager into a big payday with a same-game parlay bet. Just sign up with the promo code SPOTIFY to place your first bet risk-free on FanDuel Sportsbook. Download FanDuel today. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's going on, everyone? This is Monica Jones. And Meg Boggs. And we're the new hosts of UA Sweat the Details, the podcast from Under Armour and iHeartRadio. It's a show for women by women aimed to spotlight leading voices in today's fitness industry with science-focused conversations about sport and women's bodies. That's right, Meg. And we have some exciting news to share. UA Sweat the Details is coming back for a brand new season. This season, we're bringing you more great conversations with trailblazers and experts who will help us better understand the science of sport and will give us the tools to work more efficiently with our bodies and in ways that will encourage lifelong fitness. I'm the yes kind of trainer. I incorporate affirmations in my workouts to remind women to love themselves along the journey, not just when they get to the, well, there is no final destination. It's a journey. Listen to You Waste Sweat the Details on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good Risings. I'm Marie Burns Holzer, the host of the Good Risings podcast, Spoonful of Spirituality. Good Risings is a collection of six mini shows curated to give you a daily shot of inspiration, motivation, humor, relationship advice, and even astrology. 
You can curate your own morning routine by listening to one or all of the Daily Good Risings offerings available in our feed. It's the perfect daily practice for anyone looking to lead a more intentional, mindful, and inspired life. For only a few minutes every morning, I will help you release your anxieties, negativity, and limiting beliefs with a positive dose of enlightenment and mindfulness drawn from the most influential spiritual leaders. Listen to Good Risings on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now we're on the other side of those commercials. Wow. I Those products sound fantastic. Really great. I mean, Mark was like sort of like squinting and trying to figure them out. But now he's online yeah. searching for all of them. He's buying them. I yeah, was a little, I, I, I'll be honest. I was a little pessimistic at first about some of those, but now mm-hmm. I'm on board. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of lawsuits against all three of those companies, but. Slightly <laughs> <laughs> so. Pert and Prell and all those guys. <laughs> I feel like, you know, we were talking about playing uh, the serial killers on Criminal Minds and there's never the, the soft, quiet, bald man. It's always a greasy under a bridge, bald man. Mm. Um, but so many serial killers in real life kind of have your guy's vibe, you know, like yeah. when you see them. Dahmer. they're like, Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you. They just sort of slip in and slip out of society. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, um, well, I think we've been talking about categories of bald, like Husky and Shear, Paul Shear are like kind of the middle. They're like, they play middle management ball. You forgot to sign line two. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. then like Keckner and Bacadal, they're like the loud mouth, mean bald. Yeah. Me, Will McLaughlin, we're uniformed balds. We're always cops or TSA agents or whatever. We're always in a uniform. Oh, but funny. I think there's another category, Mark, that you're in and Husky, you could possibly slide into, which is weird bald, where you talk to the guy and you're like, he looks normal, but you leave going i feel a little weird after that you know? <laughs> yeah something's a little off with that guy yeah yeah, yeah. that's really interesting because those are the people that again that long before i became an actor that i would gravitate to you know yeah. the the person in line at the dmv who can't stop talking mm. and discloses way too much about their medical history or whatever <laughs> i mean that's what i've always loved about people and what i find you know, their uniqueness should be celebrated, you know, yeah. and, and you should see them more and more on television. Yeah. yeah Instead totally. of just the crazy Kramer next door neighbor who I love and has its place. But yeah, I know that, what you mean. I know the kind of person. Yeah. I find it a lot funnier when they're a little more grounded in reality. Yeah. You know, and off. I, I have to say, like, when I became aware of, of you, I was like, oh, that he might be my new nemesis. Like I figured that you and I would start showing up at the same auditions oh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think there's only been a couple overlaps. Like I, what we do in the shadows, I think I came in for that one. But that, I mean, that's it. And I actually, when I when I saw you on Better Call Saul, that part, I was like, oh, I want that part is so good. And you were yeah, great. and You're so you know, great in that part. That part wasn't the one I originally went in for. I mm. went in for in season one the. Um, I think the Kettleman's or Kellerman's, mm, yeah. Um, the city council man um, um, is the one I went in for, and right. I didn't get that one. But then when they were coming up with this character, they thought of me for that. That's great. Um, otherwise, I'm sure I would have lost out to <laughs> one of <laughs> someone else. <laughs> well, Price, that's a good. Uh, that's a good um, softballed criminal. Yeah. 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 And you're he, right. And- but he's also weird. Like he's he he's sort of he, a bit yeah. arrogant. Yeah, a bit arrogant, a bit sort of like <laughs> off-putting even to the people in the criminal world. They're like, I don't, want, I don't want to hang out with that dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um yeah, who, I go ahead. Sorry. Okay, I was gonna ask, like, who who are some of your sort of bald nemesis? Like like for me, Bacadal will always be in the room with me, Walsh, Paul Shear, and we're all kind of in the same comedy sphere too so i think people are like oh yeah let's bring in that little pot of dudes or whatever um, yeah you know sheer and i will bump into each other which is always nice because we're friends so mm-hmm. it's always nice to see them um it's hard to say there are some people that i see quite often like but they're haired and so i feel like yeah. oh, they want just this other look mm-hmm. and so i'll see like luca jones a lot 
oh, wow. another That's person funny. I really like. And, yeah. you know, those kind of off kilter. Like, we characters. don't know exactly what this character is going to be. So we're going to have a bunch of actors come in that are different kind of unusual looks or feels. Mm-hmm. And then whichever one cracks us up the most or feels right, we're going to totally. Yeah. Or like, you s- know, Patton, Oswald. Mm-hmm. I've, there's been a couple times where I've lost out to him. I don't mm-hmm. think anyone wins again going up against Patton. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, those types that can play off. Well, that kind of um, goes back to like, yeah, off, weird, a little un, like a little quirky um, vibe to it. Because Luca definitely has that, you know, I feel like Luca kind of goes for the the loser boyfriend or the half motivated kind of complacent, you know, Sasquatch. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> um, that's funny. Yeah, it's, it's funny because it, it, I think, do you ever, have you ever done commercial stuff? Mm-mm. No. Because that, that's I've never been offered or anything. That's uh, why I'm not taking a stand. I just. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, if you can, if you can avoid the experience of going to a commercial audition, take that to your grave because it, <laughs> it is important. Uh, but that, that is one of those things where you will go in a room and be like, oh, there are a lot of me here. And, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And yeah, we're all wearing weird. our khakis and button downs. Sure. And we're all kind of like going to go in there and do a double take and walk out. <laughs> When I first moved to LA, I had audition for commercials in New York. This is the character really? of many agents. <laughs> mm. And I, I moved to LA and my manager was like, okay, I'm going to set you up on a meeting with this commercial agent. So I go meet the agent and bring my headshot and all that stuff. And I give it to him and, uh, or to her. And, uh, it's like the interview or the meeting or whatever you call it was like kind of awkward and weird. And it ended with, um, her going, well, you give us a call next week and check in. And to me, you call us meant, we're passing on you. You know, mm-hmm. we just, we just don't want to say that right here in the room yeah. right now. <laughs> right. So I didn't call them. I just was like, Oh, that was them passing. I, I'm not going to call them. And like maybe a week later she called me and she's like, Hey, it's so-and-so from the, the age the commercial agency. I'm like, Oh, Hey, she's like, you never called me. And I was <laughs> like, Oh, I just assumed you, you saying call, you call me meant you didn't weren't interested. And she goes, well, I still wanted you to call me. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. And then she goes, okay. So while well, we're passing on you, what? <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's like online dating. Yeah, and I, I started laughing right. like that. And she goes, I heard her to her associate. She goes, he's laughing. He's laughing. I was he's like, laughing. All right. <laughs> and then she was like, but keep in touch with us and, you know, let us know if, you know, if anything develops in your career or whatever. I was like, no. Yeah. No, I probably yeah why would you do that? <laughs> so glad. She's like, no, that'll never happen. No. Is that how it works for commercial agents? No. No, it's not the normal experience. It's a weird range. Uh, It's a total weird range of like, you'll get, you know, total Broadway Danny Rose types and then pretty competent. I mean, it's commercials have saved my life so many times. Oh, Oh, it's yeah, totally. And if you and the same thing, it's sort of like the directors who do them. If you're lucky, you'll kind of link up with somebody who's like, you know, great. You know, Christopher Guest has done them and stuff. Totally, Um, totally. But it is a lot like dating. You got to go through a lot of a lot of trolls and monsters <laughs> to kind of. <laughs> I would assume, especially it. in that world, yeah, Mark, um, even I've... more than. Sorry, go ahead. Even more than our regular Hollywood TV mm-hmm. film world. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you should do it. You should ask your manager to get you a commercial agent just to have the experience of meeting commercial <laughs> agents for your acting and playing of other weird characters yeah. because they're not as sleek as like the WME and the CAA guys. You yeah, know? They're I'm like, sure they're not. Some of them are kind of oddballs and characters and stuff. Oh, it's also, yeah, it is a glimpse into humanity uh, going to commercial auditions because the range of people are like, ooh, you're – you're really swinging hard for this one, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, just especially when I came to LA, I was like amazed at at the degree of commitment people had, where they would have a car full of cop outfits, chef outfits, you know, <laughs> wow. lower school teacher outfits, you know, just yeah, like super a hazmat specific. suit, yeah, hazmat suit, yeah, yeah. It's always, I mean, you, I know you've all experienced this, but it's always just takes the window of your sales when you go to an audition and you see that one person dressed up, mm-hmm. you know, in like a, a, you know, the, the firefighter outfit and the, everyone else is dressed in their normal clothing. And you're just like, Oh, 
I would say uh, Tim Simons right. actually used to, you know, from Veep, he yeah. used to run uh, commercial auditions. And so before I knew him from Veep, he was, I would go in the room and he was like one of the dudes, like, you're cool. I like you. And I was talking to him one time. He was like, man, honestly, the ones who come in and they're dressed like, you know, a cop from head to toe, they're always the worst. They're <laughs> yeah. always the worst. They they're are compensating. Compensating. <laughs> and if I can draw a parallel to being bald, it is the equivalent of like having a toupee. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I no. can't act, but I do have this copy yeah. for yeah. <laughs> Second you open your mouth, you're like, I'm bald. <laughs> you're under arrest. <laughs> I was really bummed this year that Shadows got nominated for an Emmy and mm. I've always said to all my friends, if I ever, ever walk a red carpet, I will wear a toupee and not talk about it at all. Oh, not bring it up. Just act like it's normal. Love it. And uh, lo and behold, of course, it's going to be a virtual Emmy. So um, <laughs> it'll probably be my only chance. And uh, it's it's blown. So. Mm. I say do it. People would be just like, oh, he's gone insane. You know, I do. Pandemic. Yeah. I love that idea. Like, of why would you put on a toupee when you're known for being bald? <laughs> who was it? Was it Adam Bernstein who wore yes. a, a fake wig? Yeah. There's director. He like. Yeah. For his director photo. Yeah. He yeah. For his director on. photo. So his, has... You Google him, the first picture that comes up, he's got a big head of, crazy head of hair. And he's bald. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible, dirty wig. On <laughs> I respect that. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why he's so successful. Yeah. <laughs> Have you yeah. worked with him, Mark? No, I haven't yet. No. Or he's... may never, but yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll get out of this. Don't worry. We'll get out of this. What, uh, you have a little scruff. What would having a beard do for you? Have you ever grown like a sizable yeah. thing? Every time I do, I think I look like a leprechaun. I <laughs> I really do. I just feel like I... It like it suits your face. Like in Charlie, I know you've had, you know, hair in the past. I just I don't know. I think it's the Irish in me or something. That I just feel like I look like I don't like the weird Amish neighbor or something, uh -huh. you know, so uh, if, they reboot, it, uh, if they reboot the leprechaun movies, you can grow. Up, go <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it is it reddish? Is it sort of like a lighter? It is a little. Yeah. Because that's is my... weird because I'm blonde. Really? I mean, yeah. it's the same thing. I have a friend who's blonde, and every time he grows a beard, it just looks like it kind of looks like he got burned. Like his skin is because <laughs> it doesn't look; it's not defined enough to be hair. <laughs> so you're like, "Hey, man, what's what's up with your lip?" Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you someone throw car battery acid? On I know. <laughs> uh, remember, get it when you're a kid, maybe like a teenager. You you get high. You put a frozen pizza in, and it come out of the oven like scaldingly hot, but you're so hungry you eat it anyway and burn your mouth. Yeah. Yes. It's like that, but maybe then he mushed the pizza. He, he, he fell into fell. a hot pizza. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look good on me. I wish it did. You know, I gosh, yeah. anything to try to look more handsome, but it just does not look good. When was the last time you let it shag out? Because I haven't, I haven't done this. Look in, at that. That's insane. It's, it's insane. It's six months we, of. We had a big call with FX the other day, and it was about your length. Oh yeah, and yeah. It was it was getting there, and uh, I was like, oh, I can't let them see me like this. Really? So, so I think <laughs> I'll never want to work again. <laughs> hanging out during pandemic, and I didn't yeah. have the hair in the back, just the beard. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when was so, so so you've never had it. You've never sort of let that go much beyond what it is now, right? Not too much. Um, that would be interesting, though. I'd like to do that, like kind of Brian Eno. Uh, mm -hmm. Look from you know have the oh, yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> the that's side awesome. flap the ear flap of hair yeah see, and I think that would get you a oh, lot yeah. of options oh that I mean this if Criminal Minds and again yeah. we're doing we're we're doing an audio <laughs> audio medium and just talking about you mean this no no <laughs> this check <laughs> this the out. audience out there Brian's hair has gotten so long he can create sort of like an earmuff type flap that goes yeah. over his ear in the style of Brian Eno. Just yeah. in that, that gross six. Like a mad seven. magazine character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I just need to get a trench coat and I can do, I can do a walk on and laugh in if they bring it again. <laughs> uh, are you married, Mark? I am. Yeah. 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 And uh, does, uh, is your, what, does your wife enjoy your baldness? Uh, she doesn't have much of a choice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we met 
we met on the office. She was she's a writer, and so oh, she cool. was writing on the office at the time. And so she's only known me as bald, and like okay. photos of me with hair from when I was younger make her laugh. So I guess mm-hmm. that's probably a good thing that that's good. That's she met right. me later in life. I so said my <laughs> my daughter when she sees pictures of me with hair, she's like, "You look stupid." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. I, was, I was like, "Why do I look stupid?" She's like, "It's just it looks like you're trying." I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And when I look back at those photos now, I just, again, I'm just so much more comfortable being bald than I was with hair. Yeah. I, I just same. don't have to worry about it. That's interesting. I think you're the first person to, to say that. It's just like, just more comfortable with like, you know, I mean, some, some people are like, oh yeah, it's easier and stuff, but to genuinely be like, yeah, it just, it just feels. I'm the right. only one. Now you are the second person in, I believe 20 episodes. Yeah. Me and you that have been like, I like being bald. Yeah. I think maybe somebody else said it. Yeah, it's just it. I don't feel like it has ever restricted me as Mm. far as dating or anything like that. I, you know, (laughs) except for once, once I came to the door and uh, opened the door and the woman looked at my head and was obviously crestfallen. Um, (laughs) And, you know, and that's, that's all right. Like, Sure, I've I've felt that same way about people for other reasons. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. uh, it's only fair. But other than that, it never really has been a a voiced problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I my thing. You know, you said yours happened senior year. Mine started junior year, and I I I think I just sort of like the reaction I got from my girlfriend injured me, and I held on to it, mm. and then <laughs> and then college started and. You know, I'm I'm really working through some stuff on this show. Now, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because like, it is like when I got to You've college. You've been slowly discovering this over all the episodes. I love it. It's so great. <laughs> so it's like I realized like – and then we went to college and right before she went, she was a year above. Uh, she was a senior. And so when she went, she was like, you know, I think we should see other people. I was like, nah, that's cool. And she was basically <laughs> saying like, no, I think we should see other people. Yeah, yeah. And so I spent that first year pining for her. And then just obsessing that I was starting to lose my hair. So it just I just went down this road of just like uh, being rejected was equ- the equivalent. You know, it was like the same thing. Totally. Going out, so. <laughs> Who was the yeah. guy that, po- that pointed at your head and screamed, you're going bald in front of the whole classroom? Uh, Stephen, Klein. Dr. Stephen Klein. Stephen Klein. No. Dr. Stephen Klein. Was this yeah. around the Dr. Stephen Klein time? Well, no, that, that was that was before. So that was still when we were in high school. Okay, and so Klein did. instilled the initial he, pain. Yeah, he put the spotlight the... on me. He threw me into the middle of the stage. And I was unprepared. And then my... that pain was compounded by the girlfriend. And then the girlfriend, so, I mean, people listen, they're like, oh, this story again. But like for Mark, my girlfriend, I told her, I was like, I think I'm going bald. And she laughed like really hard. Uh, and I was like, why are you laughing? She's like, I don't, you're not going bald. And if you did, you'd look hilarious, but you're not going bald. And I was like, I am, I am going bald. <laughs> and she just was like, no, no, no. And then it started to happen and she's fine. <laughs> I mean, she, you know, she was great, but it was just that little, that teenager insecurity oh, yeah. that just like, was like a gut punch. Yeah. Um, that would, I mean, if it's uh, something that's kind of scarring, which that would definitely be, I think I would have a completely different outlook. And that's why I'm Absolutely. a serial killer. Right? <laughs> that's why you bury the body. That's why yeah. I bury bodies in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, I think, again, but also, again, I, I'll go ahead. Oh, uh, uh, okay, this is an audio medium, but I just threw the peace sign up, which was actually <laughs> the second commercial break to Charlie. So, uh, and oh, podcast, you want me to do it? yeah, let me, so I'm going to, okay. So I'm giving you a signal. Go ahead. Okay. Should we let, okay. We're going to a commercial now. <laughs> hey guys, this is Maddie and Kenzie Ziegler. And we have a podcast called take 20. This is so exciting. I know we've been wanting to do this for so long. It's been a long time coming, but I feel like we're in a really good point in our lives where we have a lot to talk about. I'm actually really happy that I grew up with you because I could not do it alone. Oh my gosh, that's not really emotional. Well, it's true. It took a while to get to this point. We hated each other. I know. Like we actually, I hated you so much. I know. 
We used to tell each other that too, which is terrible. Okay, but honestly, I don't think we hated each other that much because we would sleep in the same room every night, even though we'd fight. I'm so excited for everyone to get to know us on a personal level and not just through social media. So this is going to be really interesting and fun. I know. I was literally saying today, I was like, I wonder if we're going to like fight. I feel like there will be lots of laughs. You know what's so bad? Once we start laughing, we can't stop. We can't stop. Nope. That's going to be a huge problem. No. But listen to Take 20 on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I am Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversations podcast. Yes, I speak to celebrities, CEOs, and industry leaders. And yes, they do tell me the secrets to their success. And I help secure amazing guests on my show because I got relationships, including Tyler Perry, Stephen A. Smith, Lonnie Love, Cedric the Entertainer, Patti LaBelle, Nick Cannon, Angela Yee, and many more. And my background is a two-time Emmy Award-winning producer, sitcom writer, and stand-up comedian. So if you want to be successful in life, this is the podcast for you. Each week, I remind you to lead with your gifts in order to build your success story. And you never know, my next celebrity might be you. And those conversations will always be with CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers on this podcast. And the podcast name, Money Making Conversation. This is Rashawn McDonald. Listen to Money Making Conversation on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Al Roker here. As a guy with his own catchphrase, I appreciate that Smokey's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But I'm filling in because there's a lot more to report. Like when there are parched or windy conditions out there, you got to be extra careful with things like burning yard waste. After all, wildfires can start anywhere, even in your neck of the woods. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. And we're back. So wow. it's almost smooth. you don't even notice that we're doing it. That's my yeah. favorite. Oh part. yeah, we slip we slip them in there. <laughs> we're just slipping them in there. In. So good. Yeah. All right, Mark, you were starting to say say something. Yeah, no, I just think you know some people look good being bald, or some mm-hmm. people look more natural or like themselves once once they've become bald, and you know. I feel that is how both of you look like I can't imagine you guys having hair mm-hmm. and it's because your face accommodates baldness. Yeah. And yeah, I think some, some people it works. True. What it, get, we're all wearing glasses. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I saw a thing online the other day uh, that was about like the rules of where, what glasses to have. If you're this kind of bald, uh, it was oh. stupid. Um, but <laughs> It was, it was, it, you know, the kind of the rule of thumb was like, where does the line kind of like land in your head shape? How mm. much top and lower stuff do you have? Like how, you know, because I guess you're sort of like giving more information for the eyeball to hang on to and stuff. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but like on the office, you didn't have glasses, right? For that yeah, character. I didn't wear them on the office. So, right. and it was just a last second like do you want to wear your glasses or not and I was yeah like, nah, nah. right um because i people almost always are like yeah you should wear your glasses I've, I've rarely rarely ever had a thing where it's taken away so i more and more i'm like oh i, I think like you were saying like you can't imagine me you know having hair and stuff i think people are just like oh yeah that's what that guy looks like that yes yeah. um but i'm i'm really seeking for variation for you like so i think you should lose the glasses <laughs> Grow the leprechaun beard, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. and then let let all the your side ring shag out, and maybe Brian Eno style cover the do, ears. Do the Brian Eno, Eno style. Then I will see you in Criminal Minds, and you'll have gotten the part, and I will be very angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I now that I'm looking at our glasses, they all are relatively similar as far as how far they come down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, That's also kind of style. Cause I had, uh, yeah, I had little for a while. I had like, I guess in the, the mid to late nineties, I had little radar O'Reilly mm, metal sure. gla- round ones. And then the big moment in my life was switching over to black 
square kind of rectangular ones but little wire ones that felt oh, like, okay yeah to me that was like oh my god everybody's gonna freak nobody noticed yeah. and then <laughs> and then it's just been progressively getting kind of like bigger and chunkier you know you're like uh, notice my glasses please <laughs> notice me you're eventually gonna have like just gigantic 70s movie director glasses yeah, yeah. totally good fellas uh, character yeah yeah <laughs> Monocle, two monocles for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to, if you want to, like you know, focus with just one eye, you can drop one of the monocles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just want. Yeah, that's a punchline. <laughs> drop one. Like, what did you say? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark, you've been bald in Wisconsin and California. Any differences between being bald in Wisconsin from being bald in California? Ooh, regional baldness. Um, I like that. It, it pays a little more in California. Um, <laughs> True. Yeah, you know, not not. Yeah, actually, I mean, more sun sure. sunblock. Yeah, use more, more sun more, protection. Definitely more sunblock. Um. Well, it's hard to say because when I came to California, you know, you start to get known and and people start to recognize you a little bit. Um, back in Wisconsin, when I was bald, the women I was going for at that time, because I had just moved to town, were a little bit hipper than I am. And so I felt like, and all the guys they liked had like long, gorgeous hair. Um, and so I felt like a bit like a fish out of water for the first time when it came to them. Um, and you would think it would be the reverse. And then when I came to California, I didn't have any problems dating at all. But you would think it would be the opposite. In Wisconsin, a lot of people are bald and you would fit in. And then you come to vapid Hollywood and people want such and such a, a look. Um, I bet it sort of goes along the demographic of like, yeah, you're gorgeous. And that means narcissistic and shallow. <laughs> and, you know, I bet you hang out at La totally. Poubelle a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> totally. you're out front of La Poubelle. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah. No so, offense to La Poubelle. I like La Poubelle. Oh, totally. Total shout out. They're they're doing it. <laughs> yeah. They're letting everybody come. If you want to sponsor us. They're letting people come during uh, COVID and just party there. It's such a great place right now. <laughs> are they seriously? They are, man. Yeah. I, saw, I saw a video. Yeah. Somebody posted a video of just like, hey, here's what Franklin looks like right now on a, well, it was like a Thursday uh, night. And it just it was bumping. It was in a bad good. way. Bad yeah. bumping. Yeah. We're, we're supposed to be the smart state. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And more and more, I'm like, is any state? What yeah, is our smart no. quota right now? <laughs> Pretty low. I, I guess the smart quota is inside. Oh, uh, man. So political. <laughs> We're getting political. Oh, <laughs> baldness. Baldness. To. Baldness. Bald opinions. <laughs> our new segment, bald opinions. Yeah, these are bald opinions. I recently have had both uh, had a dream where I had a full head of hair. Oh, and wow. And I hated it. Like, I remember it was, like, hot. And I kept... <laughs> And I would like touch the top of my head and I was freaked out that I was touching. I was like, Ooh, what is that? And I look in the mirror. I was like, oh, fuck, I got hair. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird dream. I know. And then the other the other dream was because, I mean, we always focus on like how how much I've got right now. I was like that I just shaved my head. Um, well, interesting. And, Two sides, yeah. the yin and the yang. I know. And that one was, and I just remember my thought with that was like, Charlie's right. It does feel much cooler. So both <laughs> I was of in them, your dream. Or you were thinking of me in your dream? Hell yeah, man. You're deep Thanks, in my man. psyche. There's a All lot right. of hair issues running around yeah. in, in yeah. your subconscious. And I did and I did that like dream interpretation thing. And they both said like, oh, you're wrestling with the personal issues. And I was like, I don't think so. I think both of them were like, is it hot to have a lot of hair or not hot to have a lot of hair? <laughs> Even when I shave my head, af like after a couple of weeks, it feels cooler. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's way better. Yeah. So, Brian, you said you, you did your dream interpretation? Yeah. You know, you can go online and get that. You, you look up like hair, uh, hair loss or scissors or dolphin or something. And type in dream and then see 
Yeah, and it tells you like what what it <laughs> and it symbolizes. Said you were wrestling with personal issues. I guess like hair <laughs> loss means sort of like that you feel. Um, I mean, it's kind of standard. It's like you feel inadequate, you feel um, overlooked, you feel sort of like that that you're battling an internal sickness or something. Is this Dream Doctor D- David Klein's website? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Dave> Klein, <laughs> he wrote it for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe you're a wimp who deserves to be called out in the middle of Spanish class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Mark, you, oh, sorry. okay. I got nothing. Mark, do you believe dreams mean something? Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I think they they're just a reflection of what your everyday thoughts are. Yeah. You know. I mean, for me anyway. Like, you know, we we just finished watching Deadwood because uh, we're fifteen years behind everyone. <laughs> um, no, because it's quarantine and. And so, like, I was having these dreams about, you know, violence and stuff that like that. And it's, well, it's not because I have these issues I'm wrestling with about violence. It's while I'm watching people, you know, fucking shoot each other every night. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So it gets in there. Yeah. And, you know, we all have the dreams where our teeth are falling out and stuff like that. And sure, you, you know, you could draw a straight line and say, well, it's because I'm anxious. Well, when are we not ever anxious? You know, when isn't there a a low line anxiety? Yeah. When are you not struggling with personal issues? You know? Yeah. When, yeah, exactly. Do we ever feel great? I mean, that's the biggest (laughs) misconception of like when you're a a young person is you'll think, oh, when I'm an adult, I'll feel comfortable. And I'll, you know, (laughs) and that's the opposite. You get worse. Yeah. You just get better at hiding it. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. And you can drink. You know, it's funny. Like I do, I find it comforting when there is sort of like a, You know, Joseph Campbell kind of angle on a dream interpretation of like because I sure yeah the the times that I've had this is a gross thing, but it's like when I have like a wound, if I have a dream that I have a wound, you know, like uh-huh. a cut in my head or, or wherever, I'm like, oh my god, what is this? And you kind of and then like reaching into it, you know, it's very like hard. Sorry to interrupt. Since the audience yeah. can't see us, when I just want them to know that when you said you've got a cut on your head or somewhere else, you did point towards your penis. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you meant that, if you were just gesturing or if you I'm just going like just uh, I was pointing at my knee. My oh, knee okay. cut. But there is I do have a huge slash mark on my wiener right now. Uh, the last person I buried in my ba- backyard was fighting back. So they, they fought. Yeah, they fought back. A scratcher. Oh, sorry, I interrupted you. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. But it did like I rather than me kind of being like, okay, why, why do I have this thing? If, if, if there is something that's like, oh, that does make sense. I am anxious about sure. Whatever. Okay. I'll buy that. Um, yeah. I find that somewhat. I find it more that I just don't sleep well, or I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm having to do work in my dreams, which is the worst where you, you're thinking and you're having to like think critically in your dreams. And for me that I, I, it irritates me to no end. And I'm a mine heavy dreamer. I dream a lot. Oh, yes. Yeah, I don't and, remember mine that much. I and then if I do, I they are just so boring. It's like <laughs> I went up to my car and grabbed my wallet that I left there and came Warmed right up down. some Amy's macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, man, when, when Michael Jackson kicked off with propofil, I'm, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I would, I would probably try that once in a while mm. to get a good night's sleep. Yeah. Anything for a good night. Sleep. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a pretty bad sleeper, but my, I have a weird relationship to dreams because um, my dad joined this cult when I was a kid. And oh, part of the part of the Pardon? cult was <laughs> I never it's impossible to slip in my childhood to any conversation. It's fucking totally insane. Oh, I didn't even hear what you said. Go on, please. <laughs> but part of the thing, the rule, one of the things we did in this cult thing was I had to write all my dreams down and tell them to the leader guy mm. and then he'd tell me what they meant. And so I wrote all, I wrote my dreams down all the time when I was a kid. And so I had an extremely vi- vibrant, it was a, a negative experience. It was a very visceral dream memory. Right. So I made a point of like, I don't even think about my dreams. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't care what they are. If I'm like, wow. oh, that was a weird dream. I'm just like, that floats away like a cloud. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. interesting. Have you seen the vow? <laughs> Have you you know the vow? Yeah, the vow no. is a the HBO series on um this this sort of 
consciousness raising group called Nexium, which is just like oh, ne- I re- heard a podcast about that. I think. Yeah, it's, it's good. good. It's good. It's yeah. good. Yeah. But I don't know if it would be for you. Be like, eh, boring. I've been there, um, done that. It for... was kind of like an end of the seventies type cult. Like, yeah. it was a it was an offshoot of Islam called Sufism, and oh yeah, oh, yeah. but it was all white people. There was no mm-hmm. no Middle Eastern people. I was all, all the people like my dad. They'd been hippies, had problems with drugs or alcohol, yeah, and then joined this. And it was pretty. Um, is innocuous innocuous the word? Mm-hmm. It wasn't sure, like sure. It, there was some crazy shit, <laughs> but right. it wasn't. Uh, you know, they weren't trying to kill you if you left or right. anything like that. Yeah, you didn't. You could escape. Yeah. Was it based around sex? No. Okay. Because so many of them, almost every one, yeah. like, oh yeah, the main guy gets to have sex with everyone. Yeah. Of course, that's how it ends. Not this that is... I observed as a child. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, who knows? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, there are probably some good Sufi orgies that you were missing out on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, just gonna bring it back around. Uh, did they did they require him to shave his head or anything? In, My dad. In, yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, that's funny because uh, no, that doesn't work. It's not no, gonna work no, it's bring around. Sure, no. <laughs> well, anyway, hell of a try, though. Yeah. Was... <laughs> um, well, Mark, uh, we're just wondering if you have any. I mean, the bald advice that you seem to be embodying is just like, yeah, it's cool. I like it better. Uh, is there anything you would say to anybody who is a, a maybe young Mark at age nineteen is starting that journey? Um, well, yeah. or even at forty-five, somebody's like, oh my god, he's going. Yeah, I mean, well, the the you have two ways to go about it. You know, it's happening no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so you can either fret about it or you can try to embrace it. And once you embrace it, I think it disarms any any jokes or, you know, even it even helps with the negative thoughts about how you look and your personal appearance. You know, and it's 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 existential. It's death. It's Well, we're all going to die, so you can either fret about it or you can try to live, you know, moment to moment. Um, And I think, you know, it's it's not a death sentence. (laughs) We've all done all right in our lives and it's, you know, you'll be okay. It's okay to go bald. There you go. Unless you look terrible when you're bald. Unless yeah. you're an idiot. Yeah, you got to mention, yeah. mention that. If you look yeah. terrible when you go bald, then it is a death sentence. Yeah, I mean, you're fucked. But, yeah. yeah. But otherwise, everything you said holds otherwise, up. You're very good yeah. looking. Don't worry about it. And those people are morons. So they, you know. Yeah, and they deserve it. They, also they deserve, deserve it. And they're bad people. They're bad they're people. They're terrible too. people. Uh, cool. So. Before we, I know we're about to wrap up here, but um, any um, info on what uh, what we do in the shadows coming back? Um, not yet. You know, we're still trying to figure out what is the best way to go about filming. Um, yeah. we film in Toronto in the winter, and mm. oh my god, How's you that? know it's <laughs> it's it's cold and it's there's a lot of outdoor scenes and <laughs> oh my god, Ooh, I, that's brutal. I shot something there two years, and every time we shot in the summer. And the oh, closest we got I was wish. like the fall. And they were like, oh. oh, you guys are so lucky you're not here in the winter. Yeah, is... we get there uh, mid-October and Oof. film right up until Christmas. And it's it's pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting, you know, Toronto, the numbers are really low for COVID. Mm-hmm. And you would think, oh, yeah, let's go there. We'll film. It'll probably be safe. But the issue is, Oh, but America's really bad. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I don't want to leave my family in this and yeah. go off. What if one of them gets sick? What well, you know, and it's it's really a pity that that's affecting how we have to go about our decision making. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say this like the issue is us Americans coming into their country. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm sure there's sort of like, nah, we nah, no, we'd rather <laughs> we'll take the financial hit. You guys stay home. Yeah, I mean, it's and they have plenty of their own productions going on up there. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a hard, hard decision and a really tough situation yeah. for this industry. And I, I hope that the shows that are filming right now are successful in not having outbreaks because if they do, the the industry will shut down again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Play safe, guys. Play safe. 
we had Brian, you had brought us to such a happy, funny ending, and then I had to butt uh, in <laughs> and ruin it. Oh, I don't know. Uh, now it's see, sad. Let me try I'm to sorry. say it. I was like, well, you know, you know, what? I don't think a guy with hair could say such wise and observant things. So thank you so much, Mark, for your bald yeah, wisdom. Well, yes, and yeah. insight. One out of every couple million, there's a smart bald guy. That's, you know, you get lucky. You got, you got it. All right, thanks, Mark. Thanks for coming on Bald Talk. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for having me so much, guys. Big fan yeah, totally. of both of you. Oh, All thank right. you. All right, Baldies, uh, stay bald. Or, or grow, grow it hair. out like a weirdo in the want. 70s. Just live in the moment and love yourself. And say things at the end of the podcast. Bye. Someone to talk to Brian and Charlie Have a hairless party They are all there to invite you No hairdos No shampoos Interviews Only on If a natural disaster comes knocking How prepared is your family? You can't just close the door on earthquakes, floods, or hurricanes and hope they go away. That's why it's important to make a plan now. Ready.gov plan has the tools and tips you need to prepare your family for an emergency. So if disaster shows up at your doorstep, you'll be ready. Visit ready.gov plan and make a plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Honorary Forest Ranger Betty White here, lending a hand to my dear friend Smokey Bear. Because for years, he's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But there's a lot more to say. Like if you park your car on tall, dry grass, the hot exhaust pipe can start a wildfire. So keep the animals safe, especially the cute shirtless one. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and I'm the host of The Daily Dive, a daily news podcast covering some of the top stories of the day. Every morning, I'll connect you with the writers and journalists who know the story so you can stay up to date and make informed decisions. On the podcast, we'll give you the latest on the pandemic and vaccine mandates, keep you in the loop on the world of politics and how it affects you, and give you the lowdown on tech and entertainment. Catch a fresh episode of the podcast every Monday through Friday. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, and it's easy to see why. Listen to The Daily Dive on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.